Hello and welcome to Roomies Review the Movies. I'm Maria. And I'm Lindsay. Yes, and this week we are reviewing the 1998 film Fallen. Uh, it's a, uh, a film starring Denzel Washington in one of the few roles he plays as a villain. Well, not as a villain, but as a hero who doesn't succeed, right, at his task. Yeah. So I saw this movie in theaters when it came out in 1998. I guess I was like 13 or 14. One of them, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and this is Lindsay's first time seeing the film. Yes. So uh, I remember this, seeing this movie very vividly, like, uh, oh, yeah. especially, oh yeah, especially with the song. Uh, you have the Rolling Stones' "Time Is On My Side" being sung throughout the the movie, and also the ending, uh, which was an, an unusual ending, especially at the time. Yeah. Um, especially for an actor like Denzel. Uh, but we have Denzel, and he's playing Detective John Hobbs, who's named after two philosophers who like were talked about, you know, are humans inherently evil or are they inherently good and stuff like that. That comes into play later. And so Hobbes is uh, this detective and he's and he's been integral in this case and catching this serial killer uh, who's played uh, Edgar Reese, who's being sent to the gas chamber. And he has like one last interview with Edgar uh, for this documentary that's being done for him. And Edgar just seems like really just kind of happy like <laughs> about it and uh, he's acting very strangely for you know someone who's is gonna die very soon yeah and he reaches out and, and shakes uh, uh, Hobbs's hand and uh, seems a little disappointed and Hobbs is like okay you can get off me now <laughs> and um, Edgar starts talking in this strange different language that we find out later is like Sumerian, Sumerian or Aramaic. And uh, he's singing, when he's in the gas chamber, he's singing Time is on My Side and like disturbs everybody there. Yeah. And so after he's executed, there's still like a string of copycat murders are happening the same way that, that Reese would kill his victims. And so, of course, you know, they assume, oh, well, there must be somebody out there doing what he did. So they're still trying to investigate it. And, uh, you know, falling down leads and hints and things like this, because uh, on one of the murders scenes, they find a riddle that that uh, Edgar Reese had said to Hobbes right before he died. And so they're like, well, this person must have some kind of connection. So uh, it's like a... He says, you know, what happens, What who? what's with the blank space between Lyons and Wachowski, or I can't remember the other day, but something like that. And so he finds out it was this cop that had been named Cop of the Year, you know, mm -hmm. but his name was taken off the plaque. And when he finds out who the cop is, he goes to visit the daughter of the policeman. She tells him, you know, uh, my dad was investigating these murders uh, he got the he got the killer put away, and then he started getting framed for all these other copycat murders. And then he went to this cabin that we've had for generations in our family, 
and killed himself, right? Mm -hmm. And she's like very reluctant to even talk to him or talk about it. Um, and he's he's getting you know kind of aware that this is this is something a little bit more than human, right? right. So after he learns about the the cabin, he goes to the cabin, and he's in the basement, which is covered in vines somehow. It's very weird and creepy. And he finds all these books about uh, demonic possession. And then he also sees this wall that has like this odd paint on it. So he's taking the paint off and he sees the name Azazel uh, written on the wall under the paint. Mm -hmm. And so he goes back to the daughter. Her name is Greta. Uh, <laughs> and Greta is played by Imbeth Davids. Uh, but she looks a lot like Melissa Milano. To the point where, like, the last name of her character here is Greta Milano. <laughs> you think so? Yes. I didn't, she made, I didn't catch that at all. <laughs> uh, they look a lot like three. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so he finds the name. He goes back to Greta. He asks her about the name. And she's like, you just got to drop this case. You know, you, you got to protect your family. If you keep pursuing this, bad things will happen. And, uh, you know, he leaves. Um, but all this time, what we're finding out is Azazel is this entity that can jump from person to person through touch. Yeah. Right? We see, we, you, you, there's this, um, like, a yellow and green kind of haze when you're seeing from, like, the demon's point of view. So you see during this whole time the demon jumping from person to person, trying to find Hobbes, right? Mm-hmm. And it's uh, and it's really interesting the way they do it because this is an invisible enemy, right? How do you right. show an invisible enemy? So they have they they sh they clue you with the touch to touch, right? And all the extras are doing really great work, like with like their their facial expressions when they're possessed and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. then you also have the demon singing "Time Is on My Side" because he's immortal, right? So he sings that to you to basically tease and terror terrorize his victims. Right, right. To let them know that he's around. And so they they find that out and um you know that that Azazel was possessing Edgar Reese and that's why all these murders were happening and that's why Edgar shook his hand before he went to the gas chamber to try to pass Azazel on to Hobbes. But because Hobbes was such a good man Azazel couldn't get in that way. Because, you know, right after the whole execution, he has this uh, discussion with his other uh, cop buddies, a play ball, James Gandolfini and John Goodman, mm -hmm. you know, about taking basically extra funds on the side. And he's like, I don't do that, but I'm not judging you either. Right, right. And then he says, like, cops, no, 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 who was it who said that? I think it was, um, it was one of his buddies who was like, cops are the chosen people. I was like, okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah. It did not age well at all. <laughs> no, not at all. Oh my goodness. And so we get some scenes of uh Azazel trying to catch up to Greta because he's he's seen Greta talking to Hobbes. And so he figures that Greta must be important to Hobbes. And so what Azazel likes to do is get to the people that are important to you, right? And uh, so he's trying to get to her 
and she notices what's happening, that she's being followed by somebody because she keeps stopping in like the shop windows to look behind her and see the reflection. And he corners her and tries to touch her, but there's this commotion where he can't get to touch her and she starts running. And then he starts running by touching the people down the street. So it's like this, almost like this long conga line of people like touching each other, passing the Zazel so that he mm-hmm. can try and get to her, which is like, it's so effective. Yeah, it's so chilling, you know. Although at one point I was like, "Cross the street, <laughs> cross the street." Um, so we have that, and then also he's been, you know, uh, in the been able to get inside the precinct, right? Mm-hmm. And going through Hobbs's partners, singing the song, so Hobbs knows, you know, that Azazel is near and is gunning for him, and. Um, the whole time with these murders, we're seeing people have been like poisoned or like are having overdoses um, with these murders, right? Yeah. And so uh, it comes to a point where Azazel is, you know, terrorizing Hobbs still and um, is jumping from person to person and actually gets into his n- nephew. Right, mm-hmm. and uses the nephew to like beat his own father, uh, Hobbs's brother, who yeah. has some sort of has some sort of disability. It's very unclear. He's you supposed to have some disability. disability. That's what that's what they're trying to imply. But he really just seems like very kind and emotional. Like I, yeah. I took him as very timid. Yeah, but they're mm-hmm. trying to play it like you know he has some kind of mental disability. And I, I mean, I kind of saw why they would, I mean, not necessarily why they would, but I kind of saw them going down that road, but it didn't make sense to me because he was kind of like divorced and he, and he had the kid. So I'm like. There didn't seem to be any there there. It just seemed like he was just quiet. (laughs) And I just, I just took him as very timid. And right, maybe yeah. a little naive, but like right, right, but that's how they were playing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Azazel uses the boy to like punch his father, right? Mm-hmm. And um, then Azazel goes into this kid that, that he was playing with, and Hobbs finds out, you know, that's what that, that's what's happening. He's chasing this kid down the street. And Azazel's passing himself to other people. Eventually gets to this guy. Guy pulls out a gun. You know, is going to shoot him. You know, and Denzel Hobbs is saying, "Put the gun down. Put the gun down." You know, all that stuff. Being the best version of cop, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we could probably have more. And um, of course, he doesn't. He picks up the gun and he's like going to shoot him. So is it? So Hobbs shoots him, kills him. And it yeah. turns out the guy was like uh, a really beloved teacher in the community that the gun was full of blanks and the car was stolen. And for some reason, they're looking towards uh, Hobbs as the culprit for this, as a suspect. And I don't really understand it. Cause like, how would he know? Yeah, how would he know that the gun had blanks or, you know, that the car was stolen or any of that? Right. Because you also have- Broad daylight with a bunch of witnesses. A lot of witnesses. Yeah. Then what happens is 
once uh, the guy that uh, Azazel is inhabiting passes away, he, within the span of a breath, he has to find another person to possess, right? Mm -hmm. So Azazel finds another person and then uses that person to be on the TV news to say, oh no, I saw everything. The cop was just shooting this innocent man, da, 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 you know. It's like, hmm. but there are also other witnesses who aren't possessed. So <laughs> they will have a different story. <laughs> right. And then the one that was on the news giving the interview wasn't the one that was possessed after the shooting. No, it was. She was the one that was possessed after the shooting. That's the same girl. I thought it was the older lady that gave the interview. And the no. younger lady was the one that was possessed. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Okay. I don't know how I got that mixed up, but yeah. It's okay. I mean, she yeah. does change you know, what she's wearing at some point, but it's the same person. At that point, it stays that girl for quite a bit, right? Yeah. Because, uh, you know, he, they're, they're trying, they're, they're told him, you know, turning his gun, his badge, you know, they're going to come and like try to arrest him and everything. And while that's going on, uh, Hobbs is at home with his nephew and he's like, where's your father at? You know, he's like, oh, he's sleeping or whatever. And so Hobbs goes into the room and he sees that his brother has actually been killed, like been killed by this poison. And another thing Azazel has been doing is writing letters on the chest of his victims, mm -hmm. right? So he's got letters on his chest and it's a really sad scene because he just, just covers up his brother and it's just like, you know, lets him sleep. He doesn't want to tell his nephew yet. And the police yeah. are coming and he asks his nephew anything happened last night. And uh, his nephew's like, no, he's like, I remember somebody tickling me or something. And he has a letter on his chest. Um, so, but the question is like, did Azazel possess his brother and kill himself or did Azazel possess the kid and the kid killed him? It's a great question. Um, I took it, I took it as actually the third person because that window was open. So I was thinking that the person like came in and out the window. But, that's possible too, because yeah. I, I was looking at something that suggested the kid, and I was like, "Oh, that's so dark." Like, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, they. Whew, I don't know. About well, who would the kid have touched for it to transfer? I don't know because he got into the kid before. Yeah, <clears throat> it got into the kid before, and then he touched his friend, and then his friend had it. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. with it having to be transferred to another person, who would he have touched in the middle of the night? You know what I'm saying? Because the only person, that they, only person that Hobbs knows that touched him actually was him. So if mm -hmm. it was in the sun, wouldn't it have been in Hobbs? Next? Well, not necessarily. But now that you mention it, when they because right after this, they like jump out of the window to escape the cops coming. Mm -hmm. And that girl is there. So yeah. it's probably her. Yeah. Right, because she just so happened to be there. So, yeah, I was like, "How does she know where he lives?" <laughs> right, mm -hmm. right, yeah, right. But the so it probably her that did it. So, so, you know, um, they're they're still trying to find Hobbs for for these murders, right? Mm -hmm. And he's basically he's not gonna let that happen because they found like his fingerprints and things like that. And he's like, they could have gotten on a coin. They found his fingerprints on a coin that was at a scene of the crime. And they're like, that could have gotten come from anywhere. Because, like, the killer's also been calling him. 
Well, he's like, how can I also, how can I be the killer and also call myself and answer the phone? Right. Right. And this is 1998, so nobody's really using cell phones. It's not a thing. Yeah. Right. Right. So he would like to have to travel across town to get that done. Nobody can answer that question, but for some reason he's still a suspect. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't get it. Um, so Hobbs uh, takes his nephew to Greta's house and he's like, please take him away from here somewhere where I don't even know where you're going. That's somewhere you've never been before. Just like leave. And uh, then he goes up to the cabin and he's waiting. He's, he's sure his days is going to find him there. So he's waiting there. And um, his, uh, his partner played by John Goodman. And then also his boss played by Donald Sutherland show up and they show, they've shown up to arrest him. And he knows one of them is Azazel, but he doesn't know which one, and neither do you. And you're like, which one is it? Trying to figure out which one it is. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to get him to drop his gun, of course. And um, he eventually does. And it's revealed that Azazel's in his partner's body. Uh, so that's uh, Detective Jonesy, uh, played by John Goodman. And, um, you know, Azazel starts talking crap, basically. <laughs> and then uh, shoots Donald Sutherland, Sutherland in the head, and like you know, he's like, "Hey, you know, I've ruined Jonesy's life. It's time for yours next." You know, all this stuff, and they're they're doing cat and mouse fighting and like trying to get away from each other and everything. And eventually, uh, Hobbs shoots Jonesy in the stomach, right? Mm -hmm. And Azazel is like, "Oh, that's so stupid. Like now I'm gonna just be hanging around with you until I die. That I'm gonna get into inside of you because that's gonna be the maximum fun is to be you, and like commit all these crimes in your in with your body basically." Mm -hmm. And uh, while he's doing this, Hobbs is smoking a cigarette, and Azazel's like, "I thought you didn't smoke anymore because you know." Uh, and Hobbs is like, "Yeah, they're deadly or whatever." And Azazel was just kind of laughing at that. And uh, Hobbs goes, especially when they're laced with poison. So that poison that you gave my brother is what's in these cigarettes. Mm. You know, so once this, so once my partner dies, you're going to come and you're not going to have anywhere to go. I need some time for the poison to work. So that's why I only shot you in the gut. Right. Yeah. So as the poison starts working, he actually kills his partner. <laughs> and, um, Azazel's trying to inhabit him because if Azazel doesn't have a body, Azazel can't exist. Mm -hmm. And but Denzel's dying and running away, and we kind of get back to the first scene in the movie where he's like, "Let me tell you a story about where I almost died." Yeah. And what we see next is a cat, and so Azazel possesses the cat. And it, there was actually foreshadowed that earlier in the film where Azazel possessed a cat, took it away, and then, like, went on to humans. And that's the only thing is, like, Hobbes didn't know Azazel could possess other living beings. He thought it had to be human. Which is why he was like, hey, I'm going to go out to the woods where there's nobody around and then not give the Azazel a chance to in possess anybody else. Yeah. And, uh, but Azazel gets in the cat, and he's like, see you soon. You know? Yeah. And they start playing a uh, sympathy for the devil over the credits. That's what that song was. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, um, when you first saw it, what was your um, initial reaction to it? Oh, I really liked it. 
-hmm. you know, it was definitely because it's not a happy ending, which is unusual for the stories for the movies at that time, right? Especially cop movies. Right. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was really good and creepy. Like it's not to me, it's not scary, but it's got very atmospheric, um, you know, kind of darker, lots of darker tones. Right. They do a good job of using the music and the touch to show like where the demon is going and it gives you that sense of urgency. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I remember it back then and I always mm -hmm. thought it was, it was probably like a super scary movie. So mm -hmm. I was like, I want no parts. No. <laughs> But it actually, it actually wasn't. So I'm, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. Um, but yeah, but like all those uh, movies that's dealing with like spirits and demons and stuff, like I always stared away from those because I was like, those are like super scary. I don't want no parts. I don't want a demon to jump off the screen onto me. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so. Yeah, but I actually was pleasantly surprised. Like, I mean, honestly, you really can't go wrong with Denzel. Yeah, like, and also, like, the cast is pretty well stacked. Like, you've got Denzel, Donald uh, Sutherland, John Goodman. Uh, Embeth was also in Schindler's List. And you have James Gandolfini. And then also in, like, some extra roles, you have Russell Hornsby, uh, who was in the show Grimm. He was also in uh, The Hate You Give. He played the dad. And uh, you also have uh, Reno Wilson, who plays uh, Stan Hill on Good Girls. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's a cop in that show, too. He's a cop in the movie. And um, I think so is Russell's uh, character, is also a cop. And he also plays a cop in Grimm, which is a supernatural cop show. <laughs> uh-huh. And um, the the black cop that was in uniform that mm -hmm. took on the Zazel, he is on Mike and Molly. Yeah, that's Reno Wilson. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I never knew his name. Like I've always seen his face, but I never knew his name. Oh well, I definitely did look it up, but <laughs> I recognize him most recently from Good Girls, uh, which okay. is a really excellent show on Netflix. Okay. And then um, the he guy plays, um, Retta's husband in that show. Okay. And then you remember that show um, Eve that came on like in the early two thousands. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You remember her boyfriend on the first. Where season? her name wasn't Eve <laughs> in the right. show. Right. That's because that show was actually supposed to be called something else. I think like the I wish they would have. Or something else? Yeah. She wasn't even show. Yeah, right, right. But yeah, they filmed it. It was called something else and then they changed it to Eve. But her boyfriend on the first season of the show, he was an extra. Because remember um, when they were passing it at the um, food truck stand or whatever? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it was a black guy that they passed it off to. And he um, he was one That's of the That's Russell Hornsby. That's his name? See, I don't know his yeah. name. That's but, awesome. Okay, yeah, I remember he was in a lot of stuff in the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. uh, He's still been in a lot of stuff now. Um, but yeah, 
Okay. That, that's Russell Hornsby. Okay. And then the brother, um, Hobbs' brother, he was on New mm-hmm. Jersey Drive. Oh, okay. No, I haven't seen that. Yeah. That was a, I mean, that was one of those 90s movies that was coming out around the time that uh, Menace of Society and Juice uh, mm-hmm. and all that type of stuff was coming out. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll have to put that on the list. It's not a bad movie. Um, but yeah, but that's I always remember him from New Jersey Drive because that was the first time I ever saw him. But I've seen him, but yeah, he did look familiar to me, but I didn't recognize him particularly from anywhere, you know what I mean? Yeah, Um, yeah, but I'm always supposed to do it from New Jersey Drive, so yeah. (laughs) (laughs) When this film came out, um, which was in January of 1998, Mm -hmm. uh, it pretty much flopped, right? So it was $46 million for the budget and then made $25.2 million. Oh, really? Which is, yeah, which is considered a flop. And I'm not that surprised because hearing the release date, like movies that studios don't know what to do with, right? They'll release in January and February. Mm, okay. Because less people are going to see the movie then. There's not yeah, really like any kind of holiday, any seasonal theme or anything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have like your winter blockbusters. That's not really a thing, right? Right. You don't really have. Yeah, yeah. You, so that's where they release those movies. So that's where this one went. Um, and there were a lot of like kind of like supernatural movies coming out at the time. Um, so it fit in a lot with that. And then uh, looking at Rotten Tomatoes, they gave it like a forty percent on critical reviews. But of oh. course, if you look at the uh, the reviews from the, uh, the audience is much, much higher. <laughs> but what a lot of the critics didn't. I'm sorry? What was the audience? I believe the audience was like 70%. Mm. Yeah. Because it wasn't, I mean, I don't think it's a bad movie at all. I don't think it's a bad movie. Um, I mean, it's not, it's not an Oscar-worthy performance, yeah. but it's 72%. not. 72%. Well, Oscars would never even look at a film like this anyway. It would be too genre. Like, they don't really do supernatural stuff like that. Right, right. But I, I mean, it's not, it's not nothing that I would be like, oh my God, this is terrible. Why would he pick this? You know what I mean? Right. They're definitely worse. Yeah. Yeah. It was enjoyable. You know, I didn't. I mean, it was a couple parts where it was kind of slow. They kind of lost my interest. But other than that, for the most part, it, it was, does. It does have some slow bits. Yeah. Um, but I kind of like that um, because it gives you a little bit of breathing room, and then it also can be used to ratchet the tension back up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, it's a little bit of a nostalgia thing, you know, because movies were a little bit quieter. Yeah. Excuse me. Especially like a cop movie like this, like there's no explosions or anything. There's not a ton of gunfights or you know, right, right. And it's not an actual person per se that you're fighting, right? This is just this force, right? Right. Uh, Let's see. They said it has an interesting premise. Unfortunately, it's just a recycling of old materials and not at all thrilling. Mm. I was like, I just disagree, like completely. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, yeah, it can maybe use some shortening, but like I thought it was thrilling, especially when 
you know, you have that chase scene, right? And mm -hmm. then uh, Azazel's just kind of going around people and like, you know, terrorizing Hobbs, as I keep saying. Yeah. Um, and the idea that, you know, it could be anyone, anywhere, at any time, mm -hmm. right? And right. the only way you know it is if he basically tells you. <laughs> so. Right, right. Because there's no way that you can keep up with it. Like he tried his best especially um, in that scene when he went outside of the precinct and it was just passing back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Mm -hmm. like, he tried his best mm -hmm. to try to keep up with it, but there's just no way that you can. Yeah. Cause he, cause Azazel's like in the precinct. He, of course he notices. And so he's chasing, trying to catch up to him. I don't know what he's going to do, <laughs> but uh, he gets in this older couple who are dressed really fabulously. Yes. Yeah. Walking. I, was like, I was like, what were they doing at the police station? What happened to them? But right. um, you know, he gets into them and uh he I guess he basically wants Azazel to know that he's on to him because he says uh some words in Aramaic, you know, mm -hmm. and which makes Azazel stop and turn around and talk to him. Um but I really liked it. Yeah. Now do you think that this Azazel was um, in the in the guy, and they were just using the guy that was um, that was executed. Oh, was Azazel was definitely yeah, because that guy was uh, speaking Aramaic. Like after he tried to shake Denzel's hand to transfer himself into Denzel, he starts talking Aramaic, and, so, and they're like. Well, it didn't. It didn't necessarily transfer like how it was transferring to others. So. It didn't, and and um, that's because if you, it's really good if you like go back and watch it again, because then uh -huh. you can see like little things that are happening throughout the film. But he he shakes his hand to do that, and mm -hmm. he says, "Oh, you're still a really good guy." So it only so transfers to people that aren't. I guess people who are more corruptible. So why? Cause that's where that's where it kind of disconnects for me because yeah we don't really get too much of a clear origin? answer on that but yeah because yeah, like is he the origin of it or was it just transferred to him and he was just used as a vessel? I mean, it's probably trans. I mean, definitely transferred to him. You know, uh, because in the beginning he says, you know, uh, let me tell you the story of how I almost died. He's like, well, if I start at the beginning, we'll be here for like eternity or something. Right. Mm -hmm. So indicating that he's existed since the beginning of time, basically. Okay. And then okay. when he goes to speak to Greta about it, she tells him about, you know, the battle between heaven and hell and the fallen angels and how some of them were cursed to never be able to have a form. So where I'm kind of lost at is that he's been in death row this whole time. How come he didn't try to like transfer it to like one of the COs or something like that. Well, it seems like based on like the whole uh, story with Greta's father, mm -hmm. he's wants revenge specifically for the people who catch him. Okay. Okay. That, that would make sense then. Yeah. So why would he put, I mean, 
if he wanted revenge specifically for them, then was Hobbs one of the people that he caught? I mean, they caught him. Hobbs was like the lead detective on his case that caught. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which is why, like, they're doing the interview with the documentary and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I guess I missed that part. Okay. So, um, so yeah, I think that's all the questions I had. <laughs> Can well, what you see? Think of the movie? Um, I think I thought it was cool. You know, um, it wasn't like the best performance from him, but it wasn't the worst. Um, there is a uh, a gift. Yeah. That's been going around, so now I know where the gift is from. So that's good. That's a plus. <laughs> I knew it was from a movie where he played a cop, but I didn't know which one. <laughs> he yeah. played a lot of cops. So. Right, right. Like I had no clue, but I've I've used them. I've used the gift so many uh, times. Right. <laughs> um, can you see that? Can you see this movie being redone in present day? Oh yeah, I can see it being redone in present day. I can see it being uh, maybe a sequel being done. You know, mm -hmm. like with his uh, nephew, right? Trying mm. to find out what happened to his father and his uncle. Because I'm like, dang, the nephew doesn't have a father. Now his uncle is gone. He's gonna right. be in the system. <laughs> I'm just like, right. Really sad for this kid. Uh, or though, hopefully, maybe uh, Greta just takes care of him. I guess I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I could totally see it. I can see it being a TV series, right? It could. Yeah. 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 There are definite possibilities. Um, do you know if this was a book first? I don't know, actually. I, I don't think so. Nothing that I came across uh, said that it was from a book. Okay. Because I could yeah, definitely see that. Yeah, I can see that too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's go to our rating system. Um, so we have one movie reel, Trash AF, two, It Exists, three, Entertaining, four, Great. Five, a true classic. Mm -hmm. So, what say you? I would give this a four. Um, even though it, you know, was a flop at the box office, it's really gained uh, more appreciation and a bigger following, like a cult classic kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, because it is a good movie, um, mm -hmm. and it's you know supernatural film where the black man doesn't die first. And like, um, mm -hmm. even though you know there is a clear hero, he fails, which is unusual. Yeah. Um and it's well it's well done, well acted. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely worth your time, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um I would give it a three. A three. It exists. Okay. Well, no, it, it exists is is two. No, three is entertaining. I was entertaining. That's right. Yeah. I was I was definitely entertaining. Um, but I'm I'm just right in the middle with it, you know. Yeah, I was blown away, but it wasn't like, oh my god, I just wasted two hours. So yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, I love I, the the fall feel and everything of it. And also, this movie takes place in Boston. I keep seeing a lot of places saying it's in New York or some was, unnamed place in the, but it's in Boston. And I understand why people didn't catch it because it's you only hear it on like a TV that's playing in the background. Yeah, and I was wondering where it was, but uh, usually, usually a Boston setting. You get a Boston accent. Nobody gave that. No, no, they didn't. <laughs> like not one person. So yeah, yeah. But, but um, she says on the TV, they're, and they're referring to like the case with Greta's father, uh, mm -hmm. happening happening in Boston as well, which is where they found the plaque in the bottom of the precinct because it's the same place. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Well, cool beans. That is a. Uh, Fallen, 1998. Did you know there was another Fallen um, that has nothing to do with this one? <laughs> oh, I'm sure there is. Yeah, there's another one. It came out in 2016. It's like some romance. Weird looking yeah. movie. No, this is definitely Fallen 1998 or you can look up Fallen Denzel. It'll come right up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw that. I was like, huh. And that one got like 7%. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, but no, um, no, this one is you're right, the 1998 one. So um, and definitely much better. I am very sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Now, what's funny is it says the runtime is 124 minutes. This movie is two hours. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why it says that, but it's two hours. That's two um, hours. Yeah, that is two hours. Yeah. Oh, you know what? You're right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was interpreting it wrong. Um, but I think this would be like a good, um, you know, spooky season watch mm -hmm. for sure. It's, it's got like, huh? It's not even that spooky. Oh, well, I mean, the concept of just like having this demon that's after you and you don't know where it is or who it is or, mm -hmm. you know, how close it is to you. And it's just doing nothing but like applying pressure, basically. Yeah on you and framing you for crimes and how do you even tell anybody about this? Who's going to believe you? Like, you know. Exactly. exactly. That's why he ran. Because he was yeah. like, if I tell them the truth, they're not going to believe me. So Yeah. And even through all of his efforts to try and defeat this demon, he still fails. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's why I think it's a good spooky season watch. Yeah. Okay. Alright. Well, um, next week we will be doing Boomerang. Yes. What is your choice? Boomerang. Okay. Yes. I've never seen this. Yes. So this is going to be fun. I can't wait to hear your thoughts about Boomerang. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, I'm probably going to make some people mad or something. <laughs> oh man. I can't wait to hear them thoughts. All right. So where can we, um, get in touch with you, Maria? Oh, you can get in touch with me on Instagram and on Twitter at Valarmore Dollars. That's V-A-L-A-R-M-O-R Dollars. I also have a podcast I do with some other Black women where we talk about nerdy and geeky stuff called Nerdgasm Noir. So you can find me there too. Where can they find you, Lindsay? You can find me um, on all social media at L underscore Renell. That's L underscore R-A-N-E-L-L-E. -L -L -E. And also 
on my other podcast, The Ish We Talk. And um, yeah. What you talk about this week? We <laughs> we talked about a lot of stuff, actually. Um, one of the things that we talked about, sometimes we take hard lefts. So um, one thing that we took a hard left on in particular was the N-word and who should say it. So, yeah, so that was a pretty interesting conversation. Y'all should tune in for that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's not always serious, but that hard left was kind of serious. So I can imagine. Yeah. I'm looking at the cast for Boomerang here. I didn't know all these people were in this movie. I knew it was Eddie Murphy and Chris Rock, but I didn't know like Robin Givens, Eartha Kitt, Grace Jones, Tish Campbell. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Martin Lawrence, David Allen Greer, Holly Berry. Yeah. Daryl Mitchell, too. Okay. And Michael then, Jordan? Michael Jordan. That's what it says. I don't remember Michael Jordan. Martin Lawrence. But you should also look up the soundtrack too. Oh yeah, there were, I remember there were lots of hits from the soundtrack. I remember uh, that. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but yeah. Yeah, so this this is gonna be interesting next week. <laughs> yeah, so it looks like it's playing on HBO. HBO Max, yeah. HBO Max, yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you yep. guys want to watch it and then come back and listen to us talk about it and my first time watching it because I had never seen this. Yeah. You should come back next week. You know, give us a like, leave some comments, interact, tell us what you think we should might watch next, what you think of Fallen. I would love to know what people think of Fallen. Yeah. Because it is to me underrated movie. Yeah. I didn't know it was that underrated either. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, like that you just think he knocks everything out the park like it's automatic. Right. And, and the thing is here, he apparently hit like a payday high for this movie too. Oh. Right? Yeah. Because it's $45 million, right, in cost uh, just for budget for the film, but it's not like there's a whole bunch of special effects in this movie. Well, you know, those um, demon effects probably cost a lot back in 98. Well, uh, the, the only deal, I mean, it would be a few filters. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. They're not. They're just changing how you see the film. They're not really doing anything particularly like supernatural CGI or even practical effects, really. Right. You know. Right. But I'm just saying. What like I'm that. saying is, most of that budget went to the actors. <laughs> probably a lot of that budget went to the actors. Um. Yeah. Probably not uh, Gandolfini, but definitely Goodman because he was coming off of the whole yeah. thing. And Donald yeah. Sutherland, of course. Donald Sutherland, for sure. And those yeah. are the names that are on the poster. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I thought they would have bigger roles than what they did because their names was on the poster. Oh, yeah. But it was mostly Denzel's show. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Him versus the demon. Right. Yeah. And it kind of reminded me of, um, what's that comic? Comic book character? Because he is a... He is a uh, He's a detective who basically fights demons. Mm-hmm. And it's a comic book character? Yeah, yeah. He had a TV show for a little bit and a movie starring Keanu Reeves. Hmm. 
Yeah, people are yelling at me right now. I know they are. <laughs> uh, um, I know this movie. I know it because I've seen the movie and I've seen the show, but I just cannot think of the name right now. Oh man, a Keanu Reeves movie. Yes, Keanu Reeves. Uh, was it Constantine? Yes, Constantine. That's the one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Constantine yeah. is a is a character from like uh, the Sandman comics, and then he got his own run, and then there was the movie and the TV show. With the TV show was really good. I really hate to cancel it. Huh. I never saw the TV show. I didn't even know it was a comic book character, but yeah, I I remember seeing Constantine, but I don't remember Constantine. Mm-hmm. I remember really liking Constantine, although it has been a long time since I've seen it. Yeah. Um, but I also remember it didn't do too well either. And he, I mean, for one thing, he looks nothing like the character. Mm. Like the TV show version of the character is much more faithful to the comic book. But I'm not really ever going to complain too much about Keanu Reeves being in something. Like, it's fine. Right. I mean, Keanu. Like. <laughs> right. I'm going to let him do that. It's fine. So. Right. He can look however he wants. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, that was a fallen. Um, and this is what episode ten, I believe. This is episode ten. Yeah. We are. We're getting there. We're getting there. We are. We so, are. See you guys on episode eleven of Romy's Review the Movies. Yes. Bye. Bye.